0: Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the 44th World Hospital Congress podcast series of the IHF. I am Robin Begley, Chief Executive Officer at the American Organization for Nursing Leadership and Senior Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer at the American Hospital Association. And I will be your host for this episode. In this series, we are having a quick chat with some of the speakers at the upcoming IHF World Hospital Congress, which will take place in Barcelona this November. Our guest for today is an independent crossbench member of the House of Lords, where he co-chairs the all-party parliamentary group on global health. He also works and writes extensively on global health and is co-chair of the Nursing Now campaign. He is previously chief executive of the English NHS, where he led major reforms between 2000 and 2006. He also served as the permanent secretary of the UK Department of Health and the chief executive of the Oxford Radcliffe Hospitals NHS Trust, one of UK's leading academic medical centers. Please join me in welcoming Lord Nigel Crisp. Hello, Nigel, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'd like to begin with a question on the Nursing Now campaign. Can you comment on the final report, Nigel?
1: Well, thank you, Robin, and great pleasure to join you. Nursing Now campaign, we set it up in 2018 because we realized, and I realized really, that nurses are so often undervalued that actually you as a workforce, Robin, are the biggest workforce in the wo- in the health world, and we're not simply allowing you to use your potential. So that's what the Nursing Now campaign was all about. And what was interesting, we started it from a parliamentary group in, in London, um, and it went boom, you know? By the end, we finished it um, two months ago now, but by that time, it had actually acquired a hun- a 750 groups all self-funding in countries all over the world in 126 countries and countries were still adding all through all that period. So there's obviously a real recognition that actually we need to do more to develop and support nurses. Now what the report final report does is it it, it doesn't do an evaluation because it's too early to do an evaluation but what it does is it identifies a number of things that changed. I mean, we identified at least 25 countries that had increased their investment in nursing as a result of the local nursing now groups or those nursing now groups thought that is what had happened. We identified a whole lot of others that had changed their education system, that had changed the way nurses were allowed to work. Not everywhere, not everyone, but actually we saw some real change happening in, in, in all of that, which was really good. And we also showed how countries developed. It actually started pretty much in Africa, but it actually moved around the world. And the last country to join us in, in, um, or the last three countries to join us, were Russia, China, and Saudi Arabia. So real global match. And I think we'll be able to evaluate it properly in 20 years time when some of the young people involved are actually, you know, in your position, they're the leaders of the profession. You know, we'll really see that sort of change happening. But I do think that it, that it also did another thing, which was actually to promote confidence amongst nurses. And if I were to say that the biggest legacy is nurses being at the table, there are more chief nursing officers now than there were before, being confident about speaking out, having, feeling that they're part of a bigger movement, which I know your sort of organisation promotes anyway. But I think what's really important is that nurses are talking, nurses are leading, nurses are working as part of the team because health is a team exercise, and that the conference that we're both attending is about more than nursing, and that it's the people outside nursing who need to understand more of what nurses can do. So I think the Nursing Now campaign gave us a step change, but there's a generational change to happen here as well, I think.
0: Yeah, that's just remarkable work, Nigel. And I couldn't agree with you more about you know, the interprofessional nature and the team-based nature of healthcare. So, you know, really looking forward to the next 20 years and the evaluation. I know that you've been very involved with the Nightingale Challenge, which is evolving to become the Nursing Now Challenge. Can you talk a little bit about that and about, you know, the importance of young nursing leaders?
1: Well, I'll tell you where this came from. In 2017, I was speaking at the International Council of Nurses annual meeting in Barcelona, as it happens, happily. I was talking about some of the things we were planning to do with the, with the Nursing Now campaign, which was starting the following year. And at the end of it, I, I got a group of young nurses came up to me and challenged me and said, you're talking about all this stuff about getting nurses onto boards and senior people. What are you going to do for young nurses? You know, aren't we the future? What are you going to do for us? And frankly, that stayed with me. So that actually during the course of the campaign, we decided in 2018, so the following year, we decided we'd have a real push and we'd create something called the Nightingale Challenge, which was a challenge to nurse employers throughout the world to identify groups of young nurses and provide them with development opportunities, not clinical ones, but leadership, advocacy, all the sort of things that make a sort of true and total professional. And we decided to set that up during the course of the uh, Uh, campaign. So it became a really big push. We said we wanted 20,000 young nurses involved. The first year we got 32,000 involved. So, you know, huge thing. What was, of course, happened is that as, as it got going, COVID arrived. And I think COVID had a really interesting impact because actually, initially, some people felt, well, maybe we can't continue with this. But actually what happened is that we went completely virtual with it. We had all these sort of webinars and and the young nurses really valued the opportunity to talk with their peers and colleagues from other countries and from around the world. There's a sense of solidarity. I'm sure anyone who's been working in COVID, and of course I haven't, I'm no longer active within health. You know that there is a sense of uh, the importance of that sense of solidarity sharing stories and some of the programs shifted a bit so they started to do more more with compassion you know to think about how you handle caring and and of course how you handle dying because a lot of nurses have worked in situations where actually they didn't see people dying all the time but they were drafted into areas where they did see people dying so there was a whole series of things we're picking up those sort of themes um and we weren't sure it was going to survive through COVID, but it did. And it trans survived so well that actually we got funders, the Burdett Trust for Nursing, who have decided to continue it for at least another two years under the name the Nursing Now Challenge. So Nursing Now name has been continued into the future.
0: Thank you for that. And one final question. And you know, you mentioned COVID, and I don't think, you know, we can we can end this chat without a, a few words about COVID, but you know, how do you think? that COVID has changed the perception of nurses and perhaps nurse leaders to the public. And also from a personal perspective, I mean, do you have a different view of nursing now and nurses You know that we've gone through this awful 18 months?
1: Yes, I mean, I think just speaking personally, I'm not a nurse, I've worked with nurses for many years. It's sort of reinforced some of the things that I was beginning to understand about the, the roles of nursing, because what we've seen, and we've seen this, I think in most countries in the world, is that when you see the pictures on your screen of what's happening in COVID, nurses are there, you know? Whether it's actually doing the testing, whether it's in the community, whether it's in the general hospital, whether it's in the most acute area, nurses are there. And I know talking to clinicians in the UK, they've said that the two groups of professionals who've risen in status most during COVID are intensivists, the doctors mm-hmm. running intensive care units and nurses. And I think that's really true. And I think what's really interesting there is that we've also had a massive increase in people wanting to train as nurses. Massive. I think this is repeated elsewhere around the world as well. So I hope this provides an opportunity. And I think in our final Nursing Now report, we do say, look, there's there's the energy and momentum created by the campaign. There's the official organizations such as yours, Robin, and the International Council of Nurses and the, the important bodies that represent nursing. You know, so we've got energy we've got the bodies representing nursing and there's an opportunity with this to sort of remind people of what nurses did during covid or still doing during covid because of course it's nothing like over and we will be wrestling with it for for years to come until it's just another endemic disease so i think this was really good in a tragic way For the status of nurses, but the key is can we maintain those gains? I mean, we did things in the UK like try to insist that it wasn't just the doctors who appeared on television, you know, that the chief nurse appeared on television next door to the prime minister, as well as the chief doctor appearing next door to the prime minister on our television programs and so on. And you sort of have to grab some of those opportunities just to remind people, because otherwise, what happens, and Robin, you know it better than. Anyone, because of nursing, you'll sink down. It will just take you for granted. You know? Whereas actually, we need to see you for what you are, which is great professionals in your own right. That the future nurses are going to be playing an even more central and leading role in health in the years to come.
0: Well, I can't thank you enough for being such a strong advocate for nursing and agree with you that this is our moment and we have to really seize it and make sure that we build upon these lessons learned. I'd like to thank you very much for participating in this interview. We really look forward to hearing more from you during the World Hospital Congress. Nigel and I will be participating in the session Nursing Leadership in Transforming Healthcare During a Worldwide Pandemic Examples from the Field. We will be joined by other nursing leaders to discuss the importance of global nursing leadership initiatives such as nursing now and the successes innovations and challenges we have faced during the pandemic and to our listeners we hope you can join us at the congress on november 8th through the 11th of this year you can participate in barcelona or you can connect online to learn more about the event please visit www.worldhospitalcongress.org. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We hope you can join us again for the next episode. Goodbye.